Welcome back to the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Michael Fleischman, joined alongside me, my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Berry. Nick, how's it going? I'm doing very well today, Micah. I'm super excited. The trade deadline is on Friday. It looks like it has the potential to be one of the best, if not the best, trade deadline we've seen in a very long time, especially after last year's quiet trade deadline. So I am very much looking forward to that. How are you doing today? It's uh, depression in my house. Um, the Yankees are a poverty franchise. Uh, yeah, poverty franchise. So we're going to talk about the trade deadline as Nick covered. We're going to talk about the teams that could buy, sell, stamp pat, what most teams need, where players could be going. So, Let's just dive right into it. So we'll start off with the buyers. And the first team that I want to talk about that's been very shocking, I think, is the San Francisco Giants. I feel like they have to buy. They are in control of the NL West right now. And they need a center fielder, maybe a little bit of help out of the bullpen um, I have. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't watched a ton of Giants games, Nick. I know you've watched more than I have, given that they're an NL West opponent. Um, but you know, their their bullpen isn't very deep. Jake McGee is your closer. Is not great. Um, who's their center fielder? Steven Duggar. I mean, that can improve. Yeah. So uh, I think those. That, I think those are the two main points of improvement. Would you agree? Yes, I do agree with that, actually. Uh, the Giants' bullpen has actually been very elite this season. Jake McGee has been one of the best closers in baseball. It's just He's gone under the radar as the Giants have gone under the radar all season long. But uh, actually, I'm just going to say right now, every contender can use a bullpen piece. I think that every single year, bullpen is always the one – uh, common denominator that every single contender is looking for. Uh, but I think the Giants could use another one just because, like you said, yeah, Jake McGee, like I said, is a good closer. But like you said, I don't know how he's going to perform in the playoffs. I mean, he actually did play with the Dodgers in the World Series last year. But uh, they do need that. And then, as we mentioned with Steven Duggar, they could definitely look to use another bat in center field. And – with the uncertain future of Evan Longoria and Brandon Belt at the corners at third base and first base, I would not be surprised if the Giants go get out and get maybe a utility bat that can play one of those positions. Yeah, I mean, you look at Duggar, 40th in average exit velocity, 34th percentile, sorry, 40th percentile in average exit velocity, 18th percentile hard hit rate, third in K rate, so he strikes out a ton, uh, 34th percentile in XW Woba. It doesn't hit the ball incredibly hard. He's an incredibly good outfielder, 90th percentile in outfielder jump, 87th sprint speed. He doesn't chase a lot, 76th percentile in that category. But um, I, I think he's a good off-the-bench option, maybe a fourth outfielder. But on a team that's contending, they need, to, they, need to up, they need to upgrade that center field position. For sure. And then even in left field, you got Alex Dickerson, who isn't a bad player by any stretch of the means. But again, for a contender, you need someone better than Alex Dickerson. So I know we're talking about center field a lot. But, I mean, you could just say the Giants need an outfield bet. I think uh, – Yastrzemski is fine in right field for them. Agreed. Especially, especially because even if the Giants do decide to continue their rebuild beyond this year, Yastrzemski would be a main piece for that team. Yeah. Uh, but 
to contend this year, you're going to need one more bat in the outfield. Yeah, so, I mean, the guys that they could, you know, possibly go after is maybe a guy like Joey Gallo. Uh, there have been rumors that Byron Buxton could be on the move. Um, Adam Frazier can play middle infield, but he can also play a little bit of outfield. Uh, what are Escobar starring Marte? So, I mean, there are options. As Nick mentioned, that, that there are – this is a big trade deadline. So, uh, you know – We'll see what happens, and uh, I'm excited to see how the Giants play. Just to talk about Yastrzemski a little bit, you know, I feel like he, he hasn't been around long, and I'm looking at him. He's only played 241 career games, uh, yeah, given that there is a 60-game uh, season, so not even two full seasons of playing time. He's turning 31 in like a few, like a month. Yeah, in a month. He's turning 31. So, um, you know, maybe he'll be on the decline too. So the Giants really need to do go after some outfield pieces because, you know. Yeah. All right, so we'll talk Dodgers a little bit. And I feel like the Dodgers have had a very underwhelming season. Although there are 20 games under 500 and Nick is nodding his head yes with, uh, with some sort of an aggression, I guess. Um, Although there are 20 games over 500, you looking back, you're like, shit, that's a great season. This isn't what we were. We were expecting this Dodgers team to possibly win 115 games. Like, let's be honest. This was supposed to be one of the best teams of all time. We thought maybe they could break the win record. And they have, and they, and they have been a very good team. They've been very good. But they have been incredibly underwhelming. And that's weird to say because you look at their record and it is pretty incredible. But it's not what you've expected. And uh, they, they, they have some some areas that they need to improve. So, Nick, I, I'll just let you take it. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have definitely been plagued by injuries for the most part this season. Max Munty was hurt earlier this year. Cody Bellinger got off a, a slow start in spring training because he had shoulder surgery in the offseason. Then he came back. Then he got hurt again. Then was off for a long time. Now he's hurt with a hamstring. Uh, Mookie Betts, it's really it, – with the Dodgers, it's like as Mookie Betts goes, the Dodgers go. But Mookie yeah. Betts has been hurt a lot this year. Gavin Lux is hurt right now. Half of our freaking bullpen is hurt. We addressed Trevor Bauer a couple weeks ago. Clayton Kershaw's on the IL. So, I mean, the Dodgers need everything. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, because we're talking about the Dodgers, they could use uh, a bat, preferably in center field for me, because Cody Bellinger, even when healthy this year, has struggled a lot. So I would maybe like to see the Dodgers give someone else an opportunity and let Cody Bellinger come off the bench. Uh, second base is another one for me because Gavin Lux has also been underwhelming when healthy. Um, and then Chris Taylor can even uh, – Chris Taylor, an all-star, just the dude can just play – he just went yard today, and he can play any position anyway. So also, it's like uh, – Contract year for Chris Taylor, right? Contract year for is. Chris Taylor. Balling out. It is. Get your money, um, as I mentioned, the Dodgers have another hole in the starting rotation with um, what's his name, Clayton Kershaw. And then they just have a bunch of guys in the bullpen who are like very much not exciting at all, to say the least. So for me personally, the one guy I'm looking at for the Dodgers is actually going to be Kyle Hendricks. I know Max Scherzer is available for the Nationals, but for me, Kyle Hendricks is a cheaper option. 
and is almost just as good as uh, Scherzer when you look at what are you asking for when it comes to the number of innings he pitches. He may not get the same strikeouts. He may not be the noteworthy player that Scherzer is, but Kyle Hendricks, for me, is the one guy I really want to see the Dodgers get. And as for a reliever, I would really like to see the Dodgers actually in a package deal with Kyle Hendricks get Andrew Chafin, the left-handed pitcher from the Chicago Cubs, who has had a stellar year this year, and the only reason no one's talked about him is, well, he's on the Cubs, and the Cubs suck. So for me, if the Dodgers can go out and get, and get an Andrew Chafin and Kyle Hendricks in a package deal, then I think um, I think the Dodgers Holy shit, will improve quite a really bit. Holy shit, he's had a really good year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've been, I've been, Rock's a great mustache. I mean, I just pulled up his baseball savant page, and everything is dark red, which is good. Um, he's in at least 90th percentile in expected slugging, XWOBA, average exit velocity, expected batting average, bail percentage, XERA, X batting average against. He's got a whip under .9. Okay. He's been very good. Yeah. I've been watching him for the past month. He's been a guy I've been keeping my eye on. And then if the Dodgers want to make one more move for the bullpen, for me, that would be Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates. He's yeah. their closer right now, but I think he's about 30 years old. So, of course, he doesn't fit their rebuild. And I think the Dodgers can use someone who can split the closer duties with Kenley Jansen because I think we've seen time and time again, Kenley Jansen, he can't really pitch back-to-back days. Uh, he's not the guy that I trust under pressure, so I think Richard Rodriguez is another guy for me. Yeah, um, we'll talk about a few NL East teams, the Phillies and the Mets. We'll start with the Mets. The Mets kind of need an infielder slash an outfielder and, and maybe one more arm out of the pen. Their pen has been um, a little lackluster, but it, they have some names, Seth Lugo, Edwin Diaz, Trevor May. Um, so it's okay, I guess. Um, they just did get Billy McKinney, I think, right? Or maybe no, that, was the, the Dodgers. The Dodge, that was the Dodgers. The Dodgers got, got Billy McKinney, McKinney from the Mets. So scratch that, completely not true. Um, Nimmo is playing center. He's playing well. Conforto has struggled. McNeil has struggled. So maybe, you know, just going after a sort of a utility guy. For me, I feel like Chris Bryant's the perfect fit for them. Like, I just, I don't see a world where Chris Bryant doesn't, go to Queens. He plays left field, center field, right field, third base, first base, can play shortstop and second base. He can play literally any position but catcher. I, I There's no reason Chris Bryant can't go to the Mets. Uh, he says he likes the outfield. I like him in the outfield. Uh, I think he's a perfect fit. I do as well. I mean, he's been linked to the Mets quite a bit lately. And going into the season, we honestly thought, the Mets needed an infielder, which they did, and they got Francisco Lindor, but he has been very underwhelming. He did not even come close to making injured. the All-Star team, and he's injured right now. So uh, I think as well that the Mets are the perfect fit for Chris Bryant. And then one more thing about the Mets, just because of Jacob deGrom's recent injuries, if I were the Mets, I would go out and get Danny Duffy from the Kansas City Royals. Very solid pitcher, left-handed pitcher. I just think they need one more guy just because you're not so sure about DeGrom. Because it has been, I think it's been forearm injuries. Forearm is scary, dude. Forearm leads leads, leads to the TJ. We don't say that. And they've already got Taiwan Walker and Marcus Stroman, so they're good in the 2-3 spot. But if they could add Duffy at the 4th spot, he's not going to talk much at all. 
center guards coming back, Carrasco. then I think the Mets are good. Yeah, Carrasco yeah, I think Carrasco will be the seven long man. Nine batters in his rehab today, so that's good. We'll talk about the Phillies. To me, the Phillies are on the fence. I, I just can't see the Phillies competing in the playoffs. The NL East is so unbelievably bad. In any other division, the Phillies wouldn't even be. They're a 500, they're a 500 team, right? Like, but they're second in the NL East right now. In, in any other division, it wouldn't matter. To me, the Phillies bullpen is just, it's so bad. It's not, it, it can't be saved with like two or three players. It just can't. Um, I, to me, the Phillies just kind of have to stay where they are. I, I, I can't see them really doing that much. The reason I have them as buyers personally is because if Bryce Harper had one or two years left on this contract, then I could see them selling or standing yeah. back. But you, you committed to Bryce Harper for 13 years. I think this is his third year with the team, correct? So, I mean, he's got another 10 years. So I think as long as you have Bryce Harper long-term, you got to be a buyer. You got to tell Bryce Harper, hey, we're going to do everything we can to make the playoffs. We already went over the luxury tax or whatever to bring back JT Rumuto. We got Zach Wheeler, who's an all-star. Uh, Aaron Nola has been underperforming. Uh, but, yes, the bullpen is the biggest concern. Last year in the 60-game season, the bullpen had an ERA over six. This year, their ERA in the bullpen is about four and a half, which is still not good at all. That's bottom ten. Uh, but if if not for Bryce Harper, the Phillies would be selling. But I think they have to be buying in this case. And they they got to get, like, three bullpen arms. Yeah, dude, their bullpen is so bad. It's consistent. I believe they lead the league in blown saves. And um, I'm trying to cover and talk while I look up Hector Neris' baseball savant page. But a closure with a 4.93 RA just isn't okay. Like, that just, just can't happen. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk the Brewers. The Brewers have been really surprising, been very good. They could use an infielder and maybe... Maybe one more lockdown guy out of the pen. They've got Devin Williams, Josh Hader. We know how great those two guys are. They've got one dude that I am just blanking on his name right now, um, but he's pretty good. Uh, yeah, maybe just like an, uh, an inf- uh, utility infielder. English is hard, guys. Cut me some slack. Um, uh, they got Willie Adamas, and boy, he's been raking. They got Rowdy Telez. And he just hit a multi-home run game. So maybe a little bit of production out of some guys that you would not expect. Um, or, or Arcia? Or Arcia is, is playing with them? Or is he playing with the Brewers? He's playing with the Brewers. I think he's still I mean, No, he's with playing them, with the Braves. Yeah. Sorry. No, he's playing with the Braves. Oh, is he? Scratch okay. that. Orlando Arcia's playing with the Braves. I saw him hit yesterday. It's been a tough day for me, okay? It's just been – brain's not working the right way today, Nick. Yeah, I understand that. We all have those days. Um, in the outfield, the Brewers already got Christian Yelich and Avisail, Avisail Garcia. Uh, so they're good there. But I think Josh Harrison of the Washington Nationals, who's had a very much of a bounce-back season in his age 34 season, he was great a while ago with the Pirates. The Nats are selling. Everyone but Soto. Um, so – even if they weren't selling, there would be no reason to keep Harrison whatsoever because the the guy isn't going to be around long term for the team. Mookie so, Betts placed on ten day IL with hip inflammation. Yeah, I saw earlier he got a cortisone shot yesterday. Um, yeah, Josh Harrison is a utility infielder who could play all over the place and can play a little bit of the outfield too. So he's the perfect fit for me with the Brewers. 
Yeah. Um, let's talk Yankees. So before we turn the recording on, uh, Nick and I were talking and pretty much after that disaster series in Boston where they could have easily taken three out of four. Instead, they did the opposite and dropped three out of four. Um, the Yankees are now playing for the wild card, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> it's wild because the Red Sox are a fourth place team, right? Everyone had them slotted as a fourth place team. We thought the Yankees were going to win the division. And then the Rays and Jays, we'll see where they go. The Jays have wildly underperformed this year, as well as the Yankees. And then the Red Sox and the O's. The Red Sox have just whatever. You know, whatever. They've played really well. No way around it. But the Yankees need... Um, listen, I'm not that worried about their bullpen. Uh, they have been. They have dealt with a little bit of injuries. I'm not really worried about it. Maybe they go out and get one more guy. Uh, for the pen, but I don't think that's the main focus. The main focus is going out and getting an outfield. And let me tell you the guy that they need to get. He plays in Texas. He's a gold glover. He hits haters. He's got a beautiful left-handed swing that'll play at Yankee Stadium very nicely and break up in the, break break up all those big righties in the lineup. And it's Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo can play left, center, right, first, third. And the Yankees need an outfielder. And Joey Gallo is, is very good. Um, this was tweeted out by at Captain Rugi on Twitter. Um, uh, Joey Gallo's had a really funny July. Um, so he's got an OPS of 843 with five home runs in July. That's really good, right? <laughs> but uh, he's got a 185 batting average with a 343 on base, but he's slugging at a 500 clip. Uh, so kind of like a Yasmani Grandal-esque July. I just thought that was funny. thought it was a cool stat. But um, Gallo's really good. All-star, hits taters, um, on-base percentage guy. Has has a high OPS+, plus, WRC+. Plus. Uh, yeah, I think the Yankees go out. I think they need to go get Joey Gallo. It's either between him or, or maybe Trevor Story. I know they've had talks with Colorado. To be honest, Story's... Fine, but I would rather I would much rather them go get a lefty, especially in the outfield. Um, you, you see, for me with the Yankees, I'm actually a little surprised you said Gallo, just because yes, Gallo has a high on base percentage, but the main issue for me with the Yankees is a lot of their guys are either just going to strike out or hit a home run, which I know is the way the league is now. But the way the Yankees are built, it's not good for them, and that's. To me, that's still who Gallo is. He's still a strikeout or home run guy. Like, there's yeah, not much in between highest, for me. So. He is the highest three true outcomes in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, but, so I, I, but, I don't know that the Yankees would want another guy like that. Why, why would you not want a guy with a 140 OPS plus? He's 40% better than, than the league average hitter. He, he, because he, I feel he, like... He, he's got a top 10 OPS plus in baseball, though. I, just, I feel I, like the last guy the Yankees would want is a guy who just hits strikeouts or home runs, honestly. that Who gets strikeouts or hits home runs. I, I dude, feel like... Uh, home runs are, uh, home runs are how, how it works, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, um, look at how it's working for the Yankees right now. Not so well. Uh, it's not my... It's not their fault. Like, I mean, the, the, the guys that... Are, the guys just aren't playing to the back of their baseball card. LeMay Hughes had a very underwhelming season. Glaber's had an underwhelming season. Uh, they've been injury-riddled. There's no, like, I get it. 
they're, they're all, people are like, oh, they need contact hitters. No, they need good baseball players. And Joey Gallo is 40% better than the average baseball player. And he's a left-handed hitter that plays elite defense. That's what the Yankees need. Um, so we'll talk Red Sox, maybe Rays and Blue Jays. All three of those teams need need arms um, in the pen, specifically. Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox could use some starters. Obviously, they'll get Chris Sale back. Eduardo Rodriguez uh, left a couple days ago with migraine, so we hope he's okay. He's had uh, some very scary health complications. Um, so that's just the Rays and the Red Sox, kind of boring stuff. The Blue Jays, they, they really just need arms, as many as they can get. Um, I To be honest, I can't see the Blue Jays making the playoffs. I can't see it. I mean, I, I don't know if I can even see the Yankees making the playoffs. Um, so it'll be interesting. You know, for, for me, I think that the Blue Jays need an established closer, and they've got, they can go get that in Craig Kimbrell. Cubs but are selling. Kimbrell's price is so high. Listen, you know what? I was talking with somebody yesterday. Whatever happened to Roberto Osuna, like, he, he just didn't get a contract offer. Oh, because there was that issue with the uh, in the locker room or domestic violence or something, and nobody wants him now. Like, but that was a while ago. And, and yeah, listen, but- listen, listen. I I know he's a bad person, and this isn't me like making an excuse. But like, listen, look around major league teams. There are plenty of bad human beings on on teams. That's why I think Bauer will pitch again. Do I think he should? No. But listen, if you're gonna keep people that have violated domestic abuse policies. I see no reason why you can't go out and, and get a guy who led the league in saves in 2019, has a career ERA plus of 159, has a career whip under one, has a career ERA under 2.75. I don't know. I don't. I just don't feel like. The, I don't feel like the Yankees. I, I mean, the Blue Jays should be scared about the high price of Kimbrel because look at look at what else they've got right now. They got Hanjin Ryu, who's always been solid when healthy. Robbie Ray, very very underrated, one of the top strikeout pitchers in baseball, actually not just in the American League but baseball. And then on offense, you got Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who's he's finally the guy we've been hoping for him to be for the last couple of years. Uh, you got Bo Bichette, you got Teoscar Hernandez, I mean, Simeon. Marcus Stemian. So, to me, the Blue Jays should not be scared about the price of Craig Kimbrell. you got everything else. This is what you've been waiting for. You've got your young core performing now, so take advantage of it, spend, go get Kimbrell, and then you're a playoff team, in my opinion. Maybe, I mean, maybe they're just too far back now is the thing. I, I, think, but I, still too, I think they've buried themselves a little bit. Because I, I listen, still listen. Feel like you gotta buy. Because the thing is, no, I, I, I know you have to buy and get a closer, but listen, you have to be leading in the games to get to a closer, and the the setup and relief guys just haven't performed. Then get three bullpen guys. It doesn't matter. You can get Kimbrel, who's done. gonna. I know, but you can get you can get Kimbrel, who's gonna be uh, a very high price, and then go get like. There's uh, Tanner Scott and Paul Fry on the Baltimore Orioles. They've been solid this year. Go get them. What are they going to cost you? They're going to cost you like your last fucking prospect on their team. Like, 
that's not going to be difficult to get them. So go get some of those guys. Don't be afraid to do it. You've, all right. You've been waiting for this moment where all your young guys are performing now. We'll talk White Sox and Astros now. The Astros could use a starter, maybe a catcher. I doubt they'll go after another catcher because Castro and Maldonado are just they, – they rock with them. They've, they've been there for a while. I can't see them going after another catcher. The White Sox, however, I could – they need to go get a second baseman. Um, Nick Madrigal's being out for the whole season was a crushing blow. And although, I mean, listen, you look at Nick Madrigal's stats – and I believe he was hitting 290, maybe 300 at the time that he, uh, at the time that he was injured. But and White Sox fans really do like him. Yeah, he was hitting 305, but he he was getting incredibly lucky. Nick Madrigal was getting so incredibly lucky. Well, I mean, his expected slugging is 272. That's how like. He's not a good he's not a good hitter. He's a bad hitter. Third in exit velocity in average exit velocity. Third uh, this uh, percentile. Third percentile in average exit velocity. Uh seventh percentile in walks. Sixth percentile in expected slugging. First percentile in hard hit rate. Thirty-seventh percentile in max exit VO. He's not a good hitter. But um he was getting the job done, and when he got injured, that was tough. That was tough. If the Chicago White Sox don't get Adam Fraser or Eduardo Escobar, they totally blew this trade deadline. They need what? Because both of those guys can play second base, and Adam Fraser has been the best hitter in baseball this year. Hitter, not home run hitter, just hitter overall. It's been Adam Fraser. Yeah, I uh, I would agree. So um, to move on, we'll go to the A's real quick, and uh, boy, Trevor Story. In an Oakland A's uniform, how fun would that be, Nick? That would be that would be interesting. I didn't even think of that one, but I mean, the A's don't strike me as a per, uh, as a team that's going to go They've get it. They've been interested. They've been interested. I mean, they're just such a, a, a money ball team that they've never st- struck me as a team that can get Trevor Story. But that, that's a really good point, yeah, because Elvis Andrews is struggling this season. He has not been what they expected. Uh, so Trevor Story would be a very nice addition for that team. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it, man, because I really do think that Trevor Story could go there. Um, it's really for me, it's between him and uh it's it's between him and um him going to the Yankees and him going to the A's. So that'll be really fun to see, like uh you know, maybe how how that goes too. Um some teams that, that may stand pat, buy or sell, Mariners, Reds, Braves, Marlins, Cardinals, uh, Indians, and Angels. Uh, we're not going to really discuss that, but it'll just be interesting to see what those guys do. We'll talk about the sellers now, and it's just not the it's the bad teams. The Rocky Story, John Gray, CJ Crone, and Charlie Blackman, all are definitely uh, – three of those four guys are definitely going – the D-backs, Marte, Escobar, Peralta, Ramirez, and Christian Walker. Uh, I feel like most of those guys are going to go. The Nats, as Nick mentioned, everybody but Juan Soto. Cubs, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Hendricks, Chafin, Kimbrell. You, you know, maybe Ian Happ, too. The Pirates, Frazier, Rodriguez, Gregory Polanco. 
um, who's just been there forever. Um, the Orioles, Mancini, Scott, Fry, Means, the Twins, Buxton, Sano, Barrios, Maeda, the Tigers, Sotoscope, Fulmer, Royals, Merrifield, Duffy, and Kennedy, and then finally the Rangers with Gallo, Gibson, and wow, any of those guys you want to touch on, like maybe highlight? Well, none of the guys that you mentioned, but one name that I will bring up is Max Scherzer, who we also brought up earlier. Um, I actually don't think he's going to get traded. Again, he's available, but remember, he has 10 and 5 rights, so, which means he could veto any trade to any team if he doesn't want to go to that team. And also, Max Scherzer, what he's going to do is he's going to ask for an extension from a team that trades for him, and if a team doesn't want to do that, he's not going to want to go to that team. So I think the the Nationals are somewhat going to be losers this trade deadline because they're not going to get anything from Scherzer. Then he's going to leave. And then just one other team I want to quickly talk about. Uh, one of the teams that is going to stand pat that still might sell, but they need to be very careful, the Miami Marlins. Miami yeah. Marlins, their starting rotation, no one's going to talk about it because they're last place. Their starting rotation is elite. You got Sandy Alcantara. You got Trevor Rogers, you got Pablo Sanchez. Um, all those guys have been really good this season. Trevor Rogers was an all-star. Uh, if I'm the Marlins, you're only a couple of years away from being a contender. And you got on offense, you got Jazz Chisholm, who I think is gonna be a franchise player for them, gonna be an all-star soon enough. So the Marlins, honestly, they definitely shouldn't buy at this point because they're 15 games under 500. But I don't know that they should necessarily sell either because their future is so bright already. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes with the, with Miami because you did mention their elite starting rotation, and that gets overshadowed like crazy. You know, I, I hate to be the what-if guy, but imagine if Jose Fernandez never was in that tragic accident. I wonder how, you know, maybe different that franchise is. Maybe how different... Maybe if Stanton's still there, maybe if Realmuto's still there, maybe Marcel Zuna's still there. Yelich. Yelich uh, still there. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, you hate to do what ifs. You hate to speculate, you know, what if, but um, it really was a tragic accident. And uh, how different this franchise may be if, if Jose Fernandez is still alive, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he would have been a guy, I feel like, just with the energy he brings in the clubhouse, even though he only plays every five days, he would have been a guy anyone would want to be around. He would have made Miami an attractive place to be, to be honest with you. And they've got nice weather. I mean, who doesn't want to be in that nice weather and the nice beaches and all that, you know? So they they would have definitely been a different franchise had he not died in that tragic accident. Um, but moving on, one last trade that's already happened that I think we should talk about. Actually, two trades from one team. The Tampa Bay Rays recently yeah. acquired Nelson Cruz for nothing, pretty much. For, it's been a horseshit. Hold on. I want to read, read everybody our text messages. Okay. So um, this was the day. This was game one of the Yankees' four-game set in Boston 
when um, Cruz was acquired, and I was out at at, at uh, an amusement park, Knott's Berry Farm, very fun, uh, in uh, a little bit out of Los Angeles. So if you're ever in Cali uh, near Los Angeles, seriously go there. It's a ton of fun. I had a ball, and you know I'm getting alerts on my phone because, dude, I've got a problem when it comes to baseball. Um, and uh, it was it was I was it was. Nelson Cruz probably going to the race. I was like, oh fuck, here we go. And uh, Nick texts me Thursday, three forty-two. Rays acquiring Nelson Cruz. I don't want to talk about it. Stay mad. And then I go. And then when when it was official, Tampa Bay got Cruz for nothing. Oh my god, legit two name two no name fucking prospects. He's gonna hit four hundred with thirty-five thousand home runs and five billion RBIs in the second half. Literally, these two guys. And Nick, Nick proceeds to talk about how Cruz and Brady are in a class of their own, that age is just a number. Yeah, I tell him Nelly's 41, Brady's 43, and yet they're still playing as if they're in their prime. It, it's pretty incredible. And uh, what, Cruz already has two, three home runs with the race? Something like that? Yeah, he hit, he hit a solo home run opposite field in his debut with the Rays. I know that. I mean, he he's probably got one or two. Okay, so that second home run with the Rays in the three games because he started with them on Friday. But, okay, I, before we finish up with the Rays, though, I was very confused about the next trade they made, trading away Rich Hill. Me too. Because you get Nelson Cruz, so you made clear that you're buying. buying. And then – you're also a team that needs starting pitching because Tyler Glasnow is hurt. Charlie Morton left. Um, you traded Blake Snell. And then you traded. Who, trade... by the way, has been very bad. Yes, he's been very bad, but you still traded him. Um, and then you trade Rich Hill, who has an ERA under four, can get guys out and go five innings. I mean, what more can you ask for for a guy that's. Uh, Dick what, Mountain 30, was very 38? good for them. Yeah, I. I like, are the Rays selling or buying? I, I or do. Are they doing I both? The Rays are weird because they went to the World Series last year and they sold, right? They they gave yeah. away, um, they gave away Snell. They let Morton walk, and we we're like, okay, so they're just gonna be out of it. But it's the Rays; they're never out of it. Uh, we'll see. They're gonna. I, know, I don't know, know how they continue doing it. They're gonna they're gonna make one more trade and it's gonna be them trading a double A reliever with a negative war for a player to be named later or fifty grand in international signing bonus money and they're gonna sign the player and five years later he's gonna turn out to be a fucking stud. I guarantee it and I'm just it's just yeah. It's such a pain in the ass to have him in my division too. All right, well, that's going to do it for us, for Michael Fleischman, Nick Bear. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Baseball Plug. We do appreciate it. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Give me a follow on Twitter at Micah underscore 0416. A follow on Instagram at EnvyMicah. That is E-N-V-Y-M-I-C-A-H. And uh, if you want to add me on Snapchat, it's E-N-V-Y-M-I-C-A-H 0416. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Nicholas Golfer and then on Twitter at Nicholas Bear Seven uh, with the number seven and then it's my first and last name. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to look forward to the trade deadline, see what happens, and then I look forward to talking about it end of this week, next weekend.
Well, uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Peace out.